This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, radio friends. How in the world are you? Doing all right? Well, I'm fine, thank you. Happy in the Lord. You and I are in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. What is the purpose of the gifts God has given you? Now remember, in Ephesians 4, he talks about gifts that were given to the church. In 1 Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 12, he talks about gifts that, that are given to some believers, but not all, not everybody, has all the gifts. God hath set some in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. And he says not everybody's an apostle, not everybody's a prophet, not everybody's a teacher, and so on. But what uh, are these gifts? There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. This is 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. Different kinds of gifts, but the same blessed Holy Spirit. Differences of administrations, that's the element of control. Different, different ways of con- controlling things and running things. There are differences of operations. That has to do with methods. One man uses methods that I might not use. I won't criticize him for that because God uses different kinds of methods. So he says the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given to everyone to profit with it. And so to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all of these worketh that one and self same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Not everybody has all the gifts, but God the Holy Spirit gives the gifts to people whom he knows will use them and whom he can trust with them. If God gave you some of the gifts, he couldn't trust you with them. He would, you would not use them properly. So he doesn't give the, all the gifts to everybody. Over in Romans 12, 6, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. And he lists prophecy, ministry, teaching, exhortation, giving, administration, ruling, showing mercy, and love. All these different gifts. Okay. Now, you know, if you've lived with yourself for a while, you know just about what gifts God has given you. If you've never thought deeply about that, you ought to. Sit down and just have a little conference with yourself and find out what gifts God really has given you. And then realize, as we come back to Ephesians 4, that the purpose of these gifts is to encourage other people. And we did a little word study. We didn't quite get through it the last time we got together, so we'll finish that and then go on. The perfecting of the saints. That's a, that's a word that is katar. Tis mas, katar tis mas. Somebody said, wrote me a letter, said, I have to laugh at the way you pronounce Greek. Well, I'm not a Greek, but I can read it and I can write it and I can understand it, and I guess that's good enough. And that is in turn from a verb, katar tidzo. And that verb has different shades of meaning. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 
shades of meaning that, uh, that the lexicon will show you. What does it mean, then, to, perf to perfect other people by using the gift that God gave you? To mend is one meaning, to repair, to bring to completion, to equip, to put in order, to adjust, to strengthen, to perfect, that's the one that, that is translated in that verse, and then to make one what he ought to be. That's an interesting rendering, isn't it? It's a reference to something in, in 1 Peter. Uh, what are you doing with the gifts God has given you? And this takes a lot of patience, a lot of compassion, a lot of love. Uh, as a young pastor, I think I did some damage here and there by being too eager to uh, put things in order in other people's lives. You can't do it that way. It takes patience. It takes compassion. It takes the ability to listen and care and ask questions. But your main objective is to help bring others to a place where they ought to be in Christ. To bind up the brokenhearted, to repair things that are broken so they work again, to bring to completion something that had been neglected, to equip someone with knowledge or procedure or insight that will make him or her more effective, and all of these other things. God, help us to use our gifts for the perfecting of the saints. Now, that's in verse 12. The, you come in verse 14 to the expression, or verse, verse 13, excuse me, to the expression, until we come to a perfect man. Now, that's altogether different. That word perfect is teleon, which means uh, achieving God's original purpose. Uh, working according to God's plan. And we get down to that. We're not quite to it yet. All right, now, the perfecting of the saints, verse 12. The next phrase in that verse, for the work of the ministry. And ministry is a word from which we get our word deacon. Uh, the, what did the deacons do? Well, they fed people originally. They were folks who saw to it that everybody got fed. Acts chapter 6. They ministered to the needs of others. So when you talk about ministry, it's not just telling or lecturing or preaching or running a service or being active in some form of official religion. If you're going to minister to people, you meet their need. I have a little cook definition of ministry. Here it is. Ministry means sharing God with people at the point of their need. Now, if they're hungry, you share your Lord with them by feeding them and loving them. If they're lonely, you share God with them by being with them and easing the pain of loneliness. If they're out of work, you share God with them by helping them look for a job and showing them that they can pray their way through difficult, dark days. Sharing God with people at the point of their need. Classic illustration of that, I suppose, would be Acts chapter 4. Simon Peter says to the lame man, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he, leaping up, went with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Dr. Pettengill always used to break off his talk about this and say whimsically, the testimony of his leaps was better than the testimony of his lips. Well, Peter didn't have any money, but he gave him something else. What did he give him? He gave him something of the very power of God. He shared God with the man at the point of his need. Ministering to people. Do you minister to people? Husband, I want to ask you something. Do you ever minister to your wife? And wife, do you ever minister to your husband? See, it's not just a matter of being in love. It's not just a matter of being well-adjusted. It's not just a matter of getting along. There needs to be a giving of spiritual life and blessing and nourishment and power from your life to someone else if you're going to minister. Do you ever minister to your children? And teenager, if you're listening, I'll give you something that will shake you up. Did you ever minister to your dad? Sometime when you know dad is worried about something, and maybe at business, maybe the boss is breathing down his neck or something uh, about a project that needs to be finished or whatever it is. Sometime when you know that dad is burdened or he's tired or he's worried or all of the above, you slip up along beside him, put your arm around his neck and say, you know, dad, I, I know that you're burdened and you're tired. I want you to know I love you. And I'm praying for you. Let's have some prayer now. And you just go right ahead and say, Lord, God, bless my father and lift the burden from him and help him through in Jesus' name, amen. And then go on your way. Don't look back because you'll see your dad wiping tears from his eyes. You have ministered to him. Get the idea? The, the work of the ministry, work at it. You, you do not bless other people by drifting through life. You look for a chance to be a blessing. You look for people who are neglected and lonely. You look for people who are brokenhearted and down. You look for people who are overworked and underpaid and embittered because of it. You look for folk to whom you can minister. And when you find them, you don't preach to them. You love them and you share Jesus with them, his very presence in prayer and in love and in compassion. You follow that? T.J. Buck was the leader of the uh, what used to be called the Scandinavian Alliance Mission. Now it's the Evangelical Alliance Mission, T-E-A-M. They call it TEAM for short. Dr. Bach was, for some reason I'll never know, he picked me out and was friendly to me. He, he always recognized me, always greeted me warmly, and he was a friend. And I'm grateful. But I remember how in every situation where there was any contact beyond the momentary, he would be found praying with people. So it was that he met me one day in the bookstore at the Moody Bible Institute. This was in the old days when their bookstore was located on Wells Street. So you know it was a few years ago. And he met me there and we talked a little bit and I asked him how things were going. He asked me how things were going, you know, small talk. And then right there in the middle of the bookstore, he said, now we pray. And he put his armor on my shoulders and proceeded to call on God to bless this young preacher and fill him with the Spirit of God, prayed heaven down on my soul that day. I don't know what the rest of the customers felt, but I was blessed. 
he ministered to me. Now, I don't mean that you should go around and, and start praying loudly with people at every point. That sometimes uh, that isn't indicated, you know. You go to work singing holy, holy, holy at the top of your voice and you'll be in personnel by 10 a.m. and the men in white coats will have you by 11. There are some places where you can't be officially religious, but there are other times when you can share Jesus with people. You can bless them. Do it. And you'll be thanked a million times in eternity. Yes, you will. For the work of the ministry, minister to people, find out what they need, help to meet the need, pour out the love of Christ in the process, and you'll be blessing them. Now we go on with this the next time we get together. Precious Father, oh, may we minister to other people today in the enablement of the Holy Ghost. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.